This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Jake was sharing me. We were talking about how uh, you were talking about just over the years, all the times with, with Boyer in, in the studio or watching him race, watching him finish races upside down, <laughs> watching him fist fight people. Listening to the things he's, he would uh, pop off during after uh, race interviews, just the best of the best, man. And uh, now, you know, into uh, it, it bums me out because I think, man, I, I know that this is what he wants, but I think the dirt track thing would have been incredible for him. Oh, yeah. Like, he that's... Yeah, he would shine. And I love the way between he and Casey, like, just the way they roll through life. Just yeah. who they are. Like, seeing those dudes up at Sturgis, like, I'll never, yeah. I'll never ever forget. It was two years ago or three years ago. Clint walked in the full throttle, and of course, like one person notices him, and then two, and then three, and then everybody's like, "Oh my god, that's cool, that's cool, sure, sure. And some lady was like, she came over to say hi or whatever, and he, he and Casey basically had a thing going where he's like, I, he, "I'm an impersonator. I'm not really Clint Boyer." <laughs> and the girl, it was so good. Like they are so good. And then, uh, and you want to talk about always the. Uh, looking for the the best the furthest and the farthest amount of fun and excitement that you can possibly have. Yeah. I'm like I'm like who's at your camp? And he's like, "Oh, it's Rusty Wall, Sarah Palin." And he rattles off these names and the I'm like, dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "What?" <laughs> like how? Yeah. Huh? And it becomes that thing with him. Uh it, it but it's that 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 living well, you know? It's 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 fantastic to earn money in this life. It's fantastic uh to to become famous. But in the end, what really the only thing that's going to matter is how did you live? Yeah, did just you, moments. Did you buy a giant house and sit quietly in it? Or did you go outside and, and just blow the world up oh, and yeah. just find something every day to keep yourself motivated and occupied? Born May 30th in Emporia, Kansas, our next guest grew to become one of the most recognizable and beloved drivers in the sport of NASCAR. He announced his retirement at the end of the 2020 season, making the move to the broadcast booth. You can hear him calling the upcoming races at Bristol and Talladega. And on April 22nd, he is being inducted into the Talladega Walk of Fame. Please welcome NASCAR legend and friend of the show, Clint Boyer. Mr. Clint Boyer, how are you? My man, what's what you, happening? What are you doing? You're calling from a car? You're up and running already? Oh, my God. I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm in at, at 182 running 500 <laughs> mile an hour or something. My dad's going through a third midlife crisis and bought him a Jeep. What the hell is this? A Jeep Gladiator. And it's the loudest, noisiest thing in the world. I said, Dad, 
I got to do a radio call in. Better slow down. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. Hey, is your old man still riding that bike, that Harley? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As long Excellent. as he can get his leg over the seat, we'll get him going. We Excellent. Put it in gear. I love yeah, it. Yeah, we, uh, he's been out here in Carolina. We've been, we've been ripping it up. So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, finally getting some riding weather in, right? Right. Oh, yeah. No, we jumped on this weekend and took it out. And, uh, you know, of course, did the springtime. Uh, who didn't put the battery tender on battery switch? So that was, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So it was, uh, it was great to fire them up and just get out and go a little bit, man. But it's, it's time. Everything is fired up. And now this dirt track race, which Jesus Christ, you, it, it, I know it's tough. It's got to be tough for you because you see that and you see fun. You see, this is different. This is going to be a lot of fun to get out and mix it up where some of the drivers now are crying about it. Oh my gosh. It's totally right up my alley. What I begged for, right? Yeah. For my whole career, you know, to do all these new things and, and uh, they finally took a chance on it, right? Uh, you know, accordingly, the same year that I retired, we finally go to a dirt track with the Cup Series. We finally go to uh, the Coliseum, the LA Coliseum, for crying out loud, and a, and a, you know, a no holds barred. Uh, you know, that atmosphere out there was awesome. I mean, just reaching out and trying some new things is what I feel like the sport needed to do. The new car, holy crap! The, the right. new car is over delivered in so many ways on all the racetracks. Struggling on the short tracks the last two weeks. Got some things that we need to, uh, you know, to look into there to make short track racing better. But sure. on a mile and a half, like our backyard in Kansas Speedway, um, out in California, Daytona, all the, the road course down in, in Austin, it's been a wild season so far. And I think it's all due to that race car and, and uh, you know, the aero side of it. It's sure. been pretty, pretty uh, lights out so far. Um, but the dirt track this weekend. Uh, you know, learned a little bit last year. I actually, I mean, we, we damn near needed an arc to compete last year. It flooded so bad. There was literally campers and tents floating down the creek next to the racetrack. <laughs> it was so bad. So the weather looks a little bit better, uh, which, by the way, for your first attempt at a dirt track to have a flood isn't ideal. You right. know, Johnny, that, right. that's not exactly what you shoot for with a goal. Right. So right. hopefully it'll be a little better conditions. Well, you get it out year. of the way. You, everything now I is know. better than it was last time. It just it's out of the way now. And now you go go forward. It's listen. It's what racing started as. Like this is what you know. You and I have talked about it. It's just it started out as a bunch of bootleggers out there racing, and it was and it was it was exciting, and it was out of control, and. You know, the, the only thing that could really, in my eyes, ruin it is is making it too fancy, too high-end, too... Look, racers and people who enjoy racing are pretty... Uh, a certain kind of people. And, and some have money. Some work a little harder than others. But the one thread that goes through them all is they love the excitement of it. They love the rawness of it. And if it ever becomes this well-oiled machine, it'll fail, in my eyes. I think it'll really lose popularity. Well, there's no question. I mean, there's, you know, my type of people i mean it's a blue collar mm. working class person that loves racing loves yeah. because he's got a little racer in him right i mean he goes out he's got the 68 camaro in the in the garage out back that he's always tinkering on sure. and, and the battery's dead and he's trying to get the battery charged yes, and it. get it out because it's a nice day i mean those are our guys and uh um you know ready to go to this uh, to see something new i think that's the biggest thing absolutely you know year after year after year with our sport we we had uh, kind of done the same thing and it and you know i think it's uh it grew a little stale so just seeing a, a dirt track being you know put down on on a bristol motor speedway or again like that coliseum even going down to austin to that f1 track i mean all those new ventures have really uh you know 
brought a lot of new attention to the to the sport, but it's also captivated a lot of those old school guys that are like hadn't been tuned in since Earnhardt, you know. That's right. And, and listen, my uncle Paul used to say, "Only hobos like change." Everybody wants to complain about anything new. And the truth of the matter is, the more new, the more exciting, the more ways you try it, the more fun it is. It's uh, And you just, you just stay the course. I, I love when you guys change course. I love when NASCAR gets back into it, even if it is somewhat uh, vintage with like a, a, you know, something like a really short track, like we're taking it out to the Coliseum, which is new and weird, or, or dirt track racing. Like, I mean, it's hard. Look, I'm not going to try to contradict Petty. But uh, I will say this up front. I mean, Kyle Busch needs to just shut up and race and just do the best he can. Stop crying about it. It's it's just time well, to, you know, let it go. Well, and, and I think you're going to miss every now and then. But the, the purpose is, you know, swing the bat. You know, go for yes. it. And, and uh, you're going you're gonna, to, you know, knock it out of the park a few times. You're going to hit, uh, you're going to ground out, you know. But um, the key is to keep swinging the bat, see what works. You know, uh, things change. People change. You know, the accessibility to, you know, with with all the stuff on your phone and, and you know, all the, the activities and things to do in life anymore, you can't just stay the same. You that's know, right. uh, the that's one right. thing that consistent is, is it's a spectator sport. I think that's the thing that you have to always stay focused on with NASCAR is, is you know, bringing all those people together, you know, 50, 60, 80, 100,000 people at Daytona and, and throwing down for two or three days and, and really having fun. And I think the biggest mistake that, uh, that you can make in any kind of environment like that is, is to get in the way. People know how to have fun. You create the atmosphere. You create, the, you know, the space, right, the footprint. Right. And then get the hell out of the way That's and let them show you how to do it. That's a dude, People I, know how to have fun. I couldn't agree more. You, uh, dude, you get this 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 sport more than than anyone. And and by the way, uh, let's talk about this. It's uh, it's a pretty great time this year. And uh, you know, in this month, you're going to be put into the uh, and and uh, inducted into the, the the Walk of Fame and. And uh, that's amazing at Talladega. Man, there's some big names out there. I mean, when you're a kid and you grew up racing, you know, Earnhardt, you know, Senior and Junior as well. But, but I mean, Petty, Lee Petty. I mean, you, you never think I'll be bronzed and next to them. Yeah, it's such a cool honor to be able to uh, to be recognized in the Walk of Fame. Uh, you know, in Davy Allison Park, he was everybody's hero. What a stud sure. of a race car driver. And just in general, cool guy, uh, humble. You know, a family guy, the Allison gang, that, that you know, the legacy that, that that name brings to NASCAR and in that area, you know, Talladega, Alabama. We have some cool things um, that, that are coming for that race. Not only, you know, obviously doing that was a big honor for me and meant a lot to me, but uh, the pre-race. Make sure you're tuned in. I can't really talk about it yet because it hadn't been announced, but I am so excited about the pre-race at Talladega. Got a good honor and... Uh, uh, can't wait to uh, for everybody to see. It's going to be super cool, dude. And I, and I know you're with your dad right now. But what what could be what could be better than that? Than having your dad with you and and, and being inducted in that 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 Walk of Fame. I mean, that's and you, of course your mom and and your brothers, but your crazy brother Casey especially. Which by the way, you should have him on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just going to Talladega. You know, there's so many. Uh, and again, I don't know if I'm getting inducted because of, of my performance on the track or, or me helping uh, create the parties over the years in the infield. <laughs> uh, they, they'd always call me ahead of time, like, what do you think we should do this? We, we created 
so many things with the parade and and uh, dude, we've had some doozies. Barbecue wrestling. Uh, I think they had coleslaw one time. I mean, there's there's we've rednecked it up quite a bit in the infield a few times. Had a lot of good acts. It's such a big venue. Yeah. You know, it's it's over two and a half miles around as an old Air Force base, and boy, you can you can throw down in an infield like Talladega, and that's why there always it was the wildest track, right? And and it, I think that's probably why I always wanted to do uh, better there than any. Um, you know, there's nothing worse than, than going to a racetrack, going out all night Friday night, fixing yep. yourself a little bit, get repairing yourself Saturday, and yep. doing work in front of that huge crowd on Sunday. Um, I remember funny story. Me and uh, the old man rode our Harleys over there one time. The only, I think it was the Xfinity race. I wrecked. No, it's a Cup race. I wrecked. Turned. Got turned in the right rear. Hit the wall head on. And I honestly think I think I broke my ass. I think I broke my tailbone. And I had to try to ride. Oh, dude, it hurt for like six months. But back then, you couldn't really say anything, right? I mean, that was my livelihood. I had to get back in and drive week after week. So you just kind of stayed quiet and, and oh. took care of business and, and patted about it during the week uh, to Mama and, and then went back racing. But anyway, we rode our Harley. I got halfway down the road to a gas station, couldn't get off the damn thing, laid it there. I said, either call me or call me an ambulance, call me an airplane, but I, and, and give that damn Harley away because I'm not riding another foot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember where that gas station was, but that was it. Yeah, God, it hurts. Yeah, no. It, there's a moment you go, ah, no, no, we're done. We're done with this. We're t- t- waiting for the day, for the month, the year, or the rest of my life. But we are done for the day. You, uh, the let me. Thing is, it always ends up on a Harley too. Always, it always, always on the front side of a trip looks like a good idea. You end up taking what riding halfway across the country. And you're like, what in the hell am I doing? I don't care what it costs. Give this damn thing to somebody. And get me home, dude. That happened to a whole Bob <laughs> and I. We were crossing over. We'd cross from. Uh, Juarez and, and, and ridden all the way down to Chihuahua. Bob had passed out in a Mexican uh, dance as exotic dancing club that night before. Sure he did. Yeah. Sure he did. <laughs> so uh, uh, we get it back up in the morning. We head out. We get all the way to the foot of the Sierra Madres. We're headed up to Mazatlan, just he and I. And it's 7 o'clock at night. The storm, I could see a little something, but I go, man, it's 70 miles. We Let's just burn on in. I go, 70 miles. We get an extra day, you know, at least half a day in Mazatlan. So we start up this mountain, and we get into the middle of this goddamn storm. We have to stop it out. It never gets out of first gear after a couple of hours. And maybe in the second a couple times, there's no lights, no guardrails. On the right-hand side is a cliff. On the left-hand side, is a, it just falls off. There's goats and horses and mud and rocks and logging trucks. It took us seven hours to go 70 miles through the Sierra Madres and a tropical storm. And I, I never wanted to get off a motorcycle so bad in my entire life. It was. It's always on a motorcycle. Always. But always on it. It, it and is. I, and you sign up for it the next day. Yep. No, no, always. Now, I uh, I just, I, I got to ask you, man, and this is really a, I, I never considered this because it's, you seem to me so young in your career, but why not a book yet? I mean, that autobiography, it's got to come out. And can you tell the stories? That's the biggest part. You know, it's been a hell of a ride, but you couldn't tell half the stories. Yeah. And, unless I'm just ready to be completely done. <laughs> I, think, I, think I know, right? When you're really down and out. You're completely done. No more no more requests. No more anything. Start coming across the table. That's when it's time to start writing a book. Yeah. Telling on all your past. 
<laughs> yeah, but dude, my God, I think people would love it so much. I, I do. I just think because you're one of those guys that like your your kind of fun was always the hey man, watch this, hold my beer kind of fun. And it was it. I think there's nobody in the world who doesn't uh, live their life a little bit like that. But you know, you spent a lot of years 365 like that. Oh yeah, I mean it's got to be that way, man. You only get one. One pass at it. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the best balls I have is Evil Knievel. And you listen to some of his old quotes and stuff. You're like, oh, my God. Yes. That's exactly. That's exactly, exactly right. the way you want to live. Go uh, for it. You only get one shot. Hey, listen. Uh, Bristol's going to be great. Uh, April 22nd will be amazing. I'll be, uh, hopefully they're going to televise all of that and I'll be watching that. And uh, I'll be thinking of you for sure that day. Damn right, man. Uh, thinking about you, too. Uh, obviously, uh so sorry to hear about your dad. I know that's been tough on you. you take care of everybody and uh, know we're thinking about you. And, man, I tell you, the dirt race, Kansas is right around the corner. I'll see you soon, pal. I love you, brother. Take care, man. You're great. Fun boy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.